The RK3 Show, episode 92. Let's do it. We talking about leadership communication, public speaking, storytelling, motivation. And if you listen, you can speak out to the nation. If you think about it, life is your own creation. RK3 is the show. He speaks with confidence. He speaks with that flow. And you should already know how it goes. Get rolling with a pro. The RK3 Show. Hey, y'all, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited, I'm excited. Can you tell I said it four times? Or maybe it was three. I don't know if I can count anymore. I'm excited because today is episode 92, but I'm also excited because I get to interview someone who I have looked up to for a very long time. When I got into the world of e-learning, online learning, course building, my interviewee today was somebody who I bought her books and I looked at everything that she did and she was like the Mecca. She was the person that you look to to become an expert in the e-learning, in the online learning industry. And today we get to have an amazing conversation. So I'm looking forward to this episode today. Listen, before we get into the episode, I want you to do a couple of things for me. If you're interested in learning more about storytelling, how you can deliver the right message in the right way on the right platform, then join me in the Storytellers Growth Lab. Head over to storytellersgrowthlab.com or you can go to Facebook and just look up Storytellers Growth Lab. Join me and let's journey together on your path to becoming a better storyteller. Also, I've got a lot of good stuff happening over on YouTube as well. So head on over to youtube.com forward slash Robert Kennedy three. I'll be putting that link in the description in the show notes today so that you can get on over there and see what we're doing, what I'm doing, what we're doing together in the world of storytelling. Now, Let's go with our interview for today. My guest is Nancy Duarte. She's a communication expert who's been featured in Fortune, Time Magazine, Forbes, Fast Company, Wired, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, Cosmopolitan, LA Times, and on CNN. Oh, yeah, she's been doing a lot of stuff. Her firm, Duarte Inc., is the global leader behind some of the most influential visual messages in business and culture. As a persuasion expert, she cracked the code for effectively incorporating story patterns into business communications. Let's have this conversation with Nancy Duarte. Nancy, how are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. (laughs) All right. Well, listen, it's been a long time coming. I've been so looking forward to this episode. Thank you for hanging out with us for a little bit today. I'm super happy to be here. It'll be fun. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so excited to to kind of dive in here a little bit with you because you do something that not a lot of people do dealing with business presentations but you've not just dealt with it from the presentation and how you create slides although slideology was one of your first starting yeah. points yeah. but now you've dug deep into that technical aspect of of storytelling what really got you going there yeah, I, I knew that the, there was a pretty good gap between a really well-written speech, like mm-hmm. Dr. King's speech, juxtaposed to how people showed up and did presentations in business. And I knew that the speeches that were the most beloved, I actually had a, a book called The 100 Speeches of All Time, 100 Greatest Speeches. I knew there was a gap between them and how they showed up. There was a rhythm and a cadence and a pulsing to these speeches that was missing in most presentations. And so after I went on about a three-year journey through storytelling, I found a pattern. I think by nature, I'm a pattern finder. And I thought if I could codify what 
these greatest speeches of all times did that kept their audience with rapt attention that I thought if I could do that, I could actually improve how um, business presentations are communicated. So there's definitely a story pattern and this rise and fall, like that cathartic rise of tension and release um, that happens in the greatest communicators absolutely use that. Wow, I love that. So uh, as as you go into organizations, no doubt you're seeing some challenges yeah. and some things that that leaders especially can can fix. So what are some of the biggest mistakes that you are really seeing yeah. nowadays? Yeah. Um well, there's a lot. No. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Um Keeps I you in think, business, huh? <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah, good thing. Hey, we have a career helping this yeah. fix this problem, yeah. right? Um, I think that communicators forget uh, that it's yeah. really all about the audience. So I think uh, the lack of initial empathy where you have mm. something that's really high stakes, it's going to be really important for you to nail it. Maybe your career is riding on it. Your big sale is riding on it. A lot of times we approach communications from such an amped up, perception of ourselves as the central figure in the room that we forget that we're powerless that really the audience or the person sitting across from you really holds all the power because they'll either accept what you say or reject it mm-hmm. and so they really they really hold the base of power so i i, I would say lack of empathy um say what you need to say as it relates to the audience and not yourselves, take a walk in their shoes and use that as a filter uh, for what you're trying to say. And then uh, the, the mentor archetype is what helped me kind of find this. So in, in myths and movies, a mentor helps the hero get unstuck. So your, your audience in this case is the hero. They hold all the power. You're entering their lives at a moment in their journey. And I like yeah. to use the example of like Obi-Wan Kenobi. He, he gave Luke Skywalker two things. One was for Luke's outer journey to help him get unstuck. And one was for his inner journey. So he gave Luke a lightsaber for his outer journey, and he gave him the force for his inner journey. When people meet with you or listen to you or talk with you or you talk with them, they should feel like, oh, my gosh, I met with Robert. I'm unstuck. I have this new tool in my tool belt. Now life is going to be easier for me to overcome some obstacles. That's how they should feel when they meet you, Um, and that's the stance you should take when you come alongside them as a presenter. Um, You're not above them. You're not the star. You've come alongside them to help them get unstuck is how the mindset needs to be as a communicator. I love that. I love that. So you mentioned just now that the mentor archetype was what helped you. Are there other archetypes that you can point us to that are in the storytelling realm that can help presenters or communicators? Yeah. So the presenter is the mentor. Uh, The audience is the hero. So if you think about a hero, they're on an adventure, and they come up against roadblocks and problems, and those roadblocks and problems shape them, shape their values. The decisions yeah. they make as they face every roadblock either has them win or lose in the end. It's a comedy or tragedy. So you got to realize you're inserted in their life. So even though you've got a front row view at your own life and this and this and this are really important to you, you need to stop and be like, whoa, whoa, in the broader narrative of this audience – They're stuck right here, and this is why they want to hear from me. Um, The other archetype is actually the villain or Mm. um, uh, the antagonist. you got to think about, wait a minute, in one second, an audience can flip from being the hero to being your villain, (laughs) like in a minute. So you have to really think through, how are they going to resist? How might they 
throw a roadblock in front of this idea so it gets no traction? How might they entrench? What funds might they use against this idea? What brain power might they use against it? And you got to really think about who's the villain of this idea? Who's the antagonist of it? And how might they show up? That'll help you also with maybe a heckler in the audience or people that are sitting like cross, you know, with their arms crossed because uh, they know you're asking them to change. Like when you're trying to influence or persuade, you're asking the audience to change. So if you don't think through some of them, sometimes it's really obvious things they might resist. Other times it's really subtle and insidious. And so you've got to think think through that. So if you have blinders on or you're really utopian and you can't think about who the villain is of your idea, you could gather a small group of people and just be like, throw me every single problem or probability of someone who might come against this idea and collect those ideas sincerely and maybe even address as many of them in your talk as you can so it dissipates. And then you'll hear the audience say, whoa, whoa, I feel heard or I feel like they saw me. When you consider wow. their opposing ideas, you address it, um, how they might oppose you. It actually gets your uh, idea further along than should you wow. ignore that there's an enemy to your, to your idea. You don't want to ignore the enemies wow. of your ideas. Mental. I'm not saying violent, of course. Yeah. You know, not, <laughs> but I had to clarify that in these days and age. Um, yeah. Because you know. what's on the internet stays forever, right? You don't want to come, exactly. coming back to this episode <laughs> <laughs> saying, Nancy's violent. Nancy She's said violent. be violent. <laughs> <laughs> Communication, motivation, leadership, and more. You're listening to the RK3 Show. Have you ever wondered why some people are able to be remembered so easily? Have you ever thought about why they are associated with certain experiences? Well, it's because they repeat those experiences regularly. They have what is called a signature story. And guess what? You have one too. You might not know how to find it or tell it yet, but you have one. Here's what I want you to do. Sign up for my free five-day email course and learn how to discover your signature story so that you can tell it, create impact, improve your influence, and even enhance your brand. Sign up for the five-day signature story email course. Check the show notes for the link. And now, back to the show. So you just mentioned two really important words. You mentioned influence and persuasion. So... I, I think I want to ask about some of the differences between the in-person space and the remote or online space, because right now we're we're in this place where where organizations are having to have all their meetings, all their presentations. The majority of them are not yeah. in the in the room anymore, where you can kind of feed off of the body language yeah. and and see certain expressions that yeah. you would not, now you don't see in the same way. So, what are some of the things that we need to be able to do as visual storytellers, meeting yeah, leaders, presenters to really find success in, in that remote space. Yeah. You know, it took me a while. Everyone's in 2D, right? It's flat. We're in flat land. And yeah. it took me a while to feel like, oh, when someone popped on that I felt like an actual human entered the room, right? We're so conditioned from our screens, from our TV, that this is flat world, like it's not real or I don't have to feel. So it took me a while to feel a physical reaction when someone came into the room, like we, like we process that right. physiologically when we see that. And so I think people can tell, like, I like 
like you. You warmed up. You can almost sense when somebody's fully present on a camera. Um, I I look at the camera, which is taxing. Um, I scoot like your image right now is scooted right up to right underneath. It's itty bitty tiny, about the size of a postage stamp, so that my eyes are as close to the camera as they can possibly be. Yeah. That's if people are looking at you, right? So many yeah. people don't. Like a lot of people don't even come to a room with their camera on. Instead, they just are only connected auditorially. And that's the competition. People will just have an earbud dangle, only be half there for you. And they're really in their inbox. Like you are, you know, one email away from them getting home and off work at a decent hour. So they're going to stay in their inbox. That's why the challenge to be auditorially interesting is very important. You can do that through vocal variety, like, hey, oh my goodness, look at this slide, look at this model. Or when I showed this to so-and-so, they went crazy. I mean, it sounds weird, but you got to lure and relure them to look if it's important for them to look. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you can have alternate voices with you. You could do the format more like an interview format, like what you're doing. The the, uh, brain re-engages when there's novelty. Having a second person enter the conversation creates novelty. So it's really about keeping their intention and planting in them uh, the ideas and concepts that you really want them to run with. It takes more planning. You have to do things in little bite-sized pieces and communicate a little more in less time. So you have to plan. If it's really high stakes remote, you have to do a bit more planning before the call. You can't just pop in unprepared anymore. Um, It'll frustrate people if you do. So those are little bits and bites. What do you have any specific guidelines for, for virtual presentation, virtual storytelling? So I, Here's where that that's coming from. Sometimes in the past, you've had presenters that say, "Okay, no more than six points on a slide, no yeah. more than this," and you know that we, we can discuss later on whether or not that's a real deal or a real thing or not. But are there are there things that you share with your with your coaching clients or yeah. your trainees, trainers? If you're online for an hour. You know, how do you, how often do you need to engage? Are, are there statistics that you have around that? Yeah, we're starting to just now get um, statistics back. Not us personally, but I've been querying event companies. I've been uh, querying all kinds of people. There's a couple of things that have been interesting. Introverts tend to get higher scores remote than extroverts, which is fascinating. Mm. I think it's be- or their scores go up more than say an extrovert scores would go up, and that's because they're yeah. super comfortable talking to technology and not a human. Um, um, what's happening is the um, uh, appetite. So when when the pandemic first happened, it was like join me at cocktail hour after work. I had so many cocktail hours every night. Now it's like nobody does them anymore. It's like no right. brand wants to be the COVID cocktail hour alcohol brand <laughs> because it's just like no way does anyone want to do that. So the tips are like you really don't do an hour long meeting. Like we've we've switched it to fifty minutes. Give people bio breaks. We'll do yoga right in the middle. Sometimes we'll do meetings that are walking meetings. If you're presenting, like you could do a 15 minute or a 20 minute or 30 minute or a 40 minute session. Uh, What we've found is that people uh, don't put, shouldn't anyway, put on events. Like we have a two and a half day long Zoom event. Brands now are owning an hour. Like I I want to be the brand that owns every Thursday at nine o'clock and every Thursday at nine o'clock a new little bit of an event is on, or a new little keynote is undone and people will tune in at a, at a time. 
um, instead of like, they just can't block their whole day. There's too much other pressure. And when you used to go to an event, you were caught up in the atmosphere, you were meeting people and it, it, it was so different, but sitting, gazing at a screen that long is not going to be the right way to uh, build an event. Early research from one of the top event companies says that people won't really be fully ready to be in person again, possibly till mid-2022. Like the wow. pandemic solved, people still will be germaphobes, right? They're mm-hmm. like, eh, I'm still not getting my haircut. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, uh, she could have cooties or whatever. So, um, yeah. you know, there's going to be a lot more that opens up, you know, once that's solved. Wow. Wow. So I, I think we we're kind of veering towards the end here, but I really want to ask you about videos online and stories. There are two things that are, that are clicking in my mind. The first is that standard story framework, setting character, conflict yeah. resolution. A, mm-hmm. As you kind of go through, as you expand and as you, as you dive deeper into to what you do, are you finding any other elements that are kind of sneaking in there or is that same framework still the standard? Yeah. I, th- I mean, three act story structure is timeless. Like our brain really reacts to that. Like all the synapses fire, um, our brains align and actually stories transport us. Like they yeah. make it so we can imagine an alternate future. So the framework now with brain science proving it is true. Yeah. So using story, um, a lot of people still present instead of creating as strong of a human connection as they should. Mm. Um, also, if you're going to um, tell the story, you need to make sure you showing up as a mentor like, oh, hi. Oh, you have this pain or, oh, you have this roadblock. Here's this magnificent thing I'm giving you to generously set you free in some way. So I think we need to really be thinking about where is everyone at in their journey? What's the pain? How do I solve that pain? Um, and then which might require you segment the audience, like what might be appropriate for your broad audience. You may want to s- target specifically L&D, or maybe you really feel like this answers for a technology customers of yours, or, you know, you could really um, have a really special message for special cross sections of your audience and of your followership. Um, and that's really effective, especially in this season. Awesome. Awesome. Who is Duarte for? What, what, what do you recommend for somebody who is in the corporate space, but, you know, is, is not necessarily a stellar storyteller or a stellar presenter? What, what does Duarte have that they can use as a resource? I love that question. Thank you. We have um, two types of businesses. We can uh, create for you or teach you to create for yourselves using the methods that we've built by working with the greatest execs and highest performing brands in the world. So we could, we could create your talk for you and coach you, or we could teach you to be a builder and creator of your own talk. So that's kind of how it works from executive all the way to an individual contributor. So we have a training business where we train you. And uh, we switched it all to virtual, and that's where we've had so many insights about how to be effective in a virtual setting. We're getting we're getting higher scores virtually, I think, because we did real clever things with some of the technology tools to make the learners feel really deeply um, engrossed in the material. And then yeah. the service business is just cooking. It's flipping all those big, big, imagine, I can't share the names of all that we do, but imagine <laughs> yeah. some of the largest events in the world getting flipped to virtual. And we, we had a really beautiful front row seat at that too. 
Love it. Love it. Where can people, where do people need to find you online? Where do they find you in ah, addition to your website? Well, there's Duarte.com and then there's a Duarte.com slash Nancy for a bunch of freebies for anyone who hears um, your podcast. And then I'm yeah. at Nancy Duarte on Twitter and at Duarte on Twitter. And then I do connect anyone who connects me on LinkedIn. So I have a really fun community up there too. Love it. Nancy, this has been fabulous. And I've been looking forward to this for a You're long time. Fabulous. Thanks so much. <laughs> Thank you. This is fun. Oh, yeah. That was amazing. I absolutely love that interview because I got the chance to hang out and speak with one of my longtime mentors, even if she didn't know it. If you want to become a better storyteller, make sure that you go grab Nancy's books from Slideology to Persuasive Presentations and many more. We're going to share some of those with you in the show notes. So go ahead and click those links and become a better storyteller through the work of Nancy Duarte. I am looking forward to the next episode with you. Make sure that you share this with your friends. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to Stitcher, go to Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Pandora, Spotify, Amazon Music. Whoa, we are in all of those places. It's been an amazing ride, an amazing journey. Join us there and share the episodes with your friends. If you want to leave me a message, don't forget, you can head on over to robertkennedy3.com forward slash voicemail. That's robertkennedy, the number three, dot com forward slash voicemail. Leave me a message and I'll play it on the show and we'll chat again soon. Listen, y'all, everything that happens to you in life is your stuff. Your stuff is your story and your story deserves a stage. I'm Robert Kennedy III and you've been listening to The RKT Show.